1: Yourself a cold one. They strike him, huh? And listen to Ross Tucker break down the top college prospects on another tasty edition of The College Draft.
0: Yeah, it's Daddy Soda time here on The College Draft Podcast, presented as always. By DraftKings, I'm Ross Tucker, former NFL offensive lineman, five teams, seven years. Absolutely love this podcast because I love college football. I love the NFL draft. I love betting on college football. I love when Emery's picks are right on college football. He, of course, the great Emery Hunt at FBallGamePlan on Twitter and then Football FootballGamePlan on YouTube. Make sure you check out and get the draft guide. It is so good. footballgameplan.com slash 2024 draft guide. Emery, it was another pretty interesting college football weekend. I, I don't know what some of your takeaways were. I guess one of mine, Emory, is just it doesn't feel like the SEC is as dominant as they've been. You know, watching Georgia against South Carolina, Alabama for the second week in a row. They lost to Texas, and then they struggled with South Florida. Like, we're so used to Alabama and Georgia Emory just totally demolishing these other teams that it's it's weird when they're in close games or it's not happening against, you know, especially against teams like South Florida. Now, South Carolina is pretty good. And you were kind of all over that one. You took South Carolina and the points, and that was a huge win. I mean, they were laying 27. 27, Emery. You were all over that one. But for whatever reason, it just feels like these SEC teams, and maybe it's all the teams, but certainly SEC teams, just aren't aren't quite what they normally are right now.
1: Well, Ross, it's a straight line between what you're talking about in quarterback play, which is why I was all over South Carolina. You look at the Pac-12, totally different conversation. There's about eight quarterbacks in the Pac-12 that have elevated their team or can elevate their team, and the SEC just doesn't have it. You have Jaden Daniels, you have Spencer Rattler, and you have questions at both Alabama and at Georgia at that position, and that's that's exactly why. I mean, there's okay quarterbacks in Graham Mertz and Joe Milton which is why you see those teams having their their level of season so far. Uh, but when you're talking about elite quarterback play, we used to get it from Stetson Bennett. We used to get it from uh, Alabama for a string of years. And we're not seeing that now, which is why we're seeing what we're seeing from the SEC, but we're seeing it in the Big Ten. We're seeing it in the Pac-12. We're seeing it uh, elsewhere, and that's why you had that feeling, and I agree with you because I feel the same way, about the SEC. This is the perfect year for the Pac-12 and the Big Ten to get multiple teams in the college football playoff if it goes down that way but they're definitely trending so far in that direction such a good point
0: really really good point Emory that's why I love you um, it's true I mean McCarthy looks good for Michigan that's why they're playing well Aller looks good for Penn State that's why they're playing well um, and the Pac-12 is loaded with experienced Talented guys, that's just not the case in the SEC. I mean, Alabama, the Crimson Tide, Emery, they've played three quarterbacks in the last two games. I mean, when is the last time that they did that? And it's just strange because, especially now with the transfer portal, it's a little bit surprising that with transfer portal and NIL, that Alabama wouldn't have seemingly a better
1: option at that position. Right, and especially when you're watching that South Florida game, you're like, well, why would they go away from Milro? It seemed like Milro's skill set would have been best suited to play against the South Florida in a game where you had adverse conditions and he has that ace in the hole, his athleticism, where he could take off and run and really help neutralize what South Florida was doing defensively. And it, it just blew my mind that they went with the other quarterbacks and they had no success. So for Bama, it's like, okay, well, what offense are they going to run? Maybe quarterbacks are looking at Bama and like, well, there's so much turnover at the offense according to position that I don't know what system I'm going to go in. I wanted to go in when it was Bill O'Brien, but now he's off to the NFL. I don't know what they're going to run, and now we're going to have uh, uncertainty there. I think that's what we're seeing. So, and when you combine that with what the Big 12 is doing, um, what what yours and uh, Jalen Daniels out there at at, at Kansas, you know, even their two quarterbacks are better than Alabama's two quarterbacks and Daniel and Bean. You know, so you're seeing everyone else take advantage of uh, the position, and it's just weird because Bama had a significant run with Tua, Hurts, Mac Jones. And, you know, now we're seeing them go back to what it used to be with, you know, the John Parker Wilsons and the, uh, you know, the um, Blake Sims and those those guys, right? And so hopefully they can get it together. But, man, it's just it's unfortunate what you're seeing right now in the SEC, but it's completely explainable uh, when you look at how Daniels played and dominated against Mississippi State. Rattler was out there giving South Carolina a chance. That's the biggest difference. You know, and what's wild to me about
0: it is, I mean, first of all, they had an unbelievable run of guys in a row with Mac Jones and Tua and Bryce Young and even Jalen. But those guys were all guys they recruited. I mean, it just seems like these guys they've recruited, Milro and Simpson, are just not – not the same caliber of player. I don't know. You know, I wasn't watching the recruiting back then, so I don't know if those guys were as highly touted. I guess I kind of imagined that they were, you know. I mean, I'm sure they weren't, like, low-rated guys, but maybe the evaluation of them as high school quarterbacks just wasn't good enough.
1: And the development. that That's the biggest part of the whole college football thing is how well can you develop talent. And, you know, we're seeing that. I keep going back to the pac 12 Look at what Arizona State is doing. Look at what UCLA is doing. Those are two true freshmen out there balling right now for those two programs. And they're on the lower end of a stacked Pac-12, yet they're giving their teams a chance. So who's developing these quarterbacks at Alabama? That's probably where the drop-off is because if you was to list on paper Milro's skill set, the tools, you'll, you'll say, wow, this is something that we could definitely work with because he's explosive with his legs, he has a strong arm to really push the ball vertical down the field there's a lot to work with and you had the luxury of developing him behind a Bryce Young and I forgot to mention Bryce Young you, you, you have that luxury of so when Bryce Young leaves Milrow is ready and we just didn't see that so it's, to me it's probably the, the combination of OC and we know Reese is the OC down there he's probably not used to working with guys of Mill talent. He didn't have that at Notre Dame, right? He had guys more like Simpson, guys more, you know, like Buckner. Um, so that and, – and when you combine that with the, the, the development of the quarterback, that's probably why we're seeing that issue.
0: Well, and I heard this on the broadcast, but Tommy Reese is running Alabama's offense, whatever that means. He wasn't able to bring his own offense to Alabama – because they said Tyler Buckner had to learn a whole new offense. I'm like, he just transferred from Notre Dame where he was with Tommy Reese. What are you talking about? So I'm uh, I'm a little bit confused by that. I'm not confused, Emery, in terms of the game I'm doing on Saturday. Dude, I got Ole Miss at Alabama, 3.30, SEC on CBS, should be awesome. I'm looking at the Game Time app right now, and you can get tickets for $76 to that game Should be an intense, intense environment with the way the Crimson Tide have played these last couple of games. And remember, the game time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. So if you find tickets in the same section in a row for less, game time will credit you 110% of the difference. Snag the tickets without the stress with game time. I just got two more emails from you guys using this. Download the Game Time app, create an account, use code DRAFT for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. So again, create an account and redeem code DRAFT for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. All right, Emery, let's any other theme, anything else that jump out to you before we look at these this past week's games? That was the big one for me was some of the, the quarterback play.
1: Well, I, I absolutely love your call on UNLV and um, Vanderbilt because obviously there's some vested interest with, with the constant mention of the go-go offense because obviously we have the book on the go-go offense. Um, helped publish that, co-authored that with Brennan Marion. So it was a fantastic day to hear go-go offense for three hours while why you're sitting there with the book. On the on the go go offense. So that was fun to see. I uh, love it, Emory. By general, the way, he's talking about UNLV's offense. <laughs> I
0: love when somebody does something totally unique and different, like Brendan Marion is doing at UNLV. Mm-hmm. That guy is going to be a head coach very, very soon. I've literally, Emory, already texted NFL offensive coordinators with clips of some of the stuff he was doing. That is amazing.
1: No, you didn't, you didn't have to. You didn't have to because I know which NFL teams were buying this book. Uh, you know, so we know it's already – It's as a matter of fact, we've seen some teams uh, run it. We saw the Cardinals run it when they had Cliff Kingsbury. So we've seen this already. So I'm not surprised. So, yes, keep talking about the go-go offense as sales go up.
0: That is awesome, man. I love that. Um, all let right, right, let's, let's look at your bets from last week. You were all over – South Carolina getting the 27 points. They almost won that game. You laid the points with Colorado. Wow, that was a bad call, Emory. <laughs> I mean, give credit to Jay Norvell and Colorado State. They came to play. They should have won that game uh, a couple different times. Kudos to Shador Sanders and Colorado's Resilient. That game looked like it was over,
1: and Colorado State was going to win like five different times. Undisciplined play, penalties. You got to be disciplined, and that's the mark of a Dion Sanders coach team. They don't beat themselves. And yeah, Colorado State came out there guns ablazing. I went to sleep at halftime, and because it was late, you know, and I had called the game earlier that day, so I was I was exhausted. So I get up in the morning, I see what happened, I go back and watch the film and see how it transpired. The penalties really doomed Colorado State.
0: Yeah, you just can't do that. Um, and then the last game we had was Oregon State, San Diego State. I think you laid the points with Oregon State. They didn't cover the twenty three and a mm-hmm. half, I don't think, did they? Game was closer than that, I believe. No, I, I think it.
1: they won by like sixteen or seventeen somewhere around there.
0: Yeah, I think San Diego State did a good job of um of keeping them in check a little bit. So one and two last week, Emory. We'll see. If we can do better this week, I know this much. In football, the fourth quarter is where the magic happens. It's where games are won, where champions are made. And in business, it's where sales teams become legends. That's why HubSpot built Sales Hub, to give sales reps the deal-making tools they need to win their Q4. Sales Hub's prospecting workspace organizes your schedule, goals, and to-do list in one place, to save your team precious fourth quarter time. And smart sequences help sales reps close deals faster than ever. Get ready to dominate Q4 with Sales Hub. Learn more at HubSpot.com sales. Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America, NA, member FDSE. All right, Emory, let's move forward to this week. We got some big time games to talk about, and we got some interesting games to talk about. How about Georgia State at Coastal Carolina? There's some quarterbacks that have been at these schools, Emory, for a decade—a decade—that you want to talk about?
1: Yeah, let's start with. Darren Granger, who I have a scouting report on in the 2023 draft guy, because I thought he was done. I thought he was, you know, graduated, going, and then you find out leading up to the season that he's coming back. But he's he's out there balling, you know, and it's good to see him fill out his frame a little bit more. He's a bit lean. Um, he's listed at 6'4", 225. He's probably close to 6'3", 215, uh, but that's better than what he was last season. But he's putting up a phenomenal season. He's a dual-threat player. But the the deep ball has definitely been in play more so this year. And Grayson McCall, to your point, has also been there for what seems like a decade. And he's someone that runs that offense to perfection. He's more of of what we see. He reminds me a lot of Alex Magoo, who played at FIU and played in the USFL MVP, uh, two-time USFL champion, and is now with the Green Bay Packers. Same type of style. Uh but this game is gonna be very good because it's you know two undefeated teams or two teams that are getting ready to start Sunbelt Conference play and what we've seen so far, the Sunbelt Conference has been outstanding in terms of its geography and how they've you know made up these these uh conferences, the division, I'm sorry. And the teams have been competitive in and out of conference so far. We've seen JMU going uh knock off a Troy or JMU going knock off um, of Virginia. And then now we're seeing Georgia State give teams problems, and Coastal has always given teams problems. So it's a very good game with two really good quarterback prospects that'll be in a postseason all star game come January. So, Coastal, this game is Thursday night, by the way, and
0: Coastal is laying six and a half against Georgia State. What do you like, Emery? I'm
1: going to take Georgia State in the points. You know, they do a great job up front. Like every year, we're talking about a Georgia State offensive lineman, a Georgia State tight end, or a Georgia State defensive lineman. So their their foundation is what it is. Coastal is very good in the same way. It, it, not necessarily on the offensive line. We know they routinely play with the smallest offensive line, but they got great quarterback play. That's going to make this game closer than what people think. I would take Georgia State in the points. I like it. All right, some of the other games we're going to get into include
0: Rutgers at Michigan. Don't look now, Emery, but Rutgers is playing pretty well. They got a DB that has your attention, whereas for Michigan, their D-line is just awesome, including Chris Jenkins.
1: Yeah, that's the the guy up front that Rutgers is going to have to make sure they block up. Rutgers, quiet, just kept his undefeated. Um, This is a huge game for them, and Michigan doesn't really have Think about the. We talk. I know we're talking betting here, but also when you think about Michigan covering spreads, they don't really blow teams out. And well, they blow them out, but they don't cover because they're not scoring that high of a clip. So teams are able to hang around. And this is one of the games that Hardball is still suspended for. Um, probably didn't expect Rutgers to be undefeated. This is a tough game. And on the other side, for, for Rutgers, their cornerback, uh, Max Melton fantastic player uh probably is a senior bowl guy definitely can hold his own against anyone in man to man coverage which allows you then to be a little bit more aggressive versus the run and put jj mccarthy who's coming off a bad game it threw what two intercepts three intercepts last weekend against bowling green which hung around uh for for longer than what people expected them to against michigan it's a very interesting game i'm not gonna put it on upset alert but there there's some you know, smoke around
0: this. One. Rutgers is getting twenty six points. That's a lot, Emery.
1: That is a lot. So take Rutgers in the points. They'll make this a rock fight. They'll be very good versus the run. And their quarterback is pretty doggone good. He's been making some plays above the X's and O's. We'll see if that continues against a very tough Michigan defense, but I feel like Rutgers has enough to where this one doesn't get too far out of hand.
0: Well, listen. Did the game go to timeout? It's time to order on DoorDash. Wait, is it halftime? That's ordering time. Two-minute warning? You got it. That's your cue to order in. Get everything you want delivered while you root for your squad. Yep, that means burgers, fries, drinks, you name it. And if you have a Dash Pass membership, you can get the new Wendy's Loaded Nacho Cheeseburger delivered. Yep, right now, the Loaded Nacho Cheeseburger is exclusively available with Dash Pass at participating U.S. Wendy's for a limited time. Emory, there's some other games we need to get to. How about Notre Dame and Ohio State? Ohio State's laying three points. It'll be Saturday night. And I know there's a lot of pro prospects in this one, as always.
1: Yeah, Eichenberg for Ohio state is the linebacker that's he's going to be tasked with stopping Aldrich estimate who I think is a pro back. He is phenomenal the way he runs the football and and has great balance runs behind his pads, all of those things. So if, if you're going to stop Notre Dame's offense, it's about making them one dimensional, even though now if they are one dimensional, you can trust Sam Hartman to make plays. This is a really good game, Ross, probably too close to call on the spread. So I will attack the total and go under the total here. And whatever the number is, probably in the fifties. I'm going to go under. I think we'll see defenses reign supreme. I know everyone. If if you leave it up to Draft Twitter, there's only five people in the draft this year. You have you know four quarterbacks and Marvin Harrison Jr. So we're not going to talk about the obvious obvious ones. Um, but this game to me screams like a very good old school Notre Dame Ohio State battle. Um, where we'll see a a tightly contested one uh, that'll go under that total.
0: Yeah, the total is 54, and you're right. I mean, I don't know that Kyle McCord has played that great so far for that to be the total. What about Oregon laying 20-and-a-half against the fighting primetimes, Deion Sanders, Colorado?
1: Obviously, you take Colorado in the points here because you know the Colorado Buffaloes are going to, This is a game that they're up for, and I keep saying it every week. Maybe this is the week we'll see it. They'll get Alt McCaskill back, the tailback, the big tailback transfer from Houston. Now when you pair him up with Edwards, the true freshman speedster, now you have a great one-two punch combination. They're going to have to neutralize uh, Oregon's explosive offense, but Oregon we know is built where Colorado has some questions. They're built well on both sides of the line of scrimmage. Colorado offensive line will have a significant test in this game against Oregon. Their defensive line will have a significant test against that Oregon offensive line in this ball game. We know Shadora Sanders can go toe-to-toe with a Bo Nix, uh, but it's about the trench play in here, and I think we'll see. It, it's a little bit of where arrogance comes into play with coaching where, oh, we can throw the ball too. Like, no, man, just lean on Colorado's defense in offensive line. Don't get too cute trying to match, you know, Bo Nix versus Shadour Sanders. You'll lose that battle. But up front, if they stick stick to the script, they have a chance to really salt this game away. And I think, you know, 20 and a half points. Well, what we've seen so far for Colorado, that's way too many points. So take the Buffaloes in the points.
0: Yeah, it doesn't sound like Travis Hunter's going to play after that shot he took. He's out for a few weeks. So that that hurts him, but... I don't think Colorado's going to win the game. But 20 and a half seems like a lot of points. I mean, that, that seems like a lot of points. The way those guys have played, the way those guys believe, um, that would surprise me. Uh, there's a whiteout game on Saturday night. Penn State hosting Iowa in the annual whiteout. Penn State's favored by 14. That seems like a decent amount of points there against a solid Iowa bunch. Who are you looking at you know in this why? one?
1: Because they feel like Iowa can't score. You know, and that's the, that's the thing. Um, but this is going to be fun, man. This, Penn State is my playoff pick. Uh, it was one of my Dark Horse National Championship uh, picks as well. And I like the way things are coming together for Penn State because they could play any type of game you want. And so I'm going to lay these points with Penn State. I trust their defense against Iowa's offense. Um, at some point, things will pop for Penn State to where they can extend this lead. Uh, but for Iowa, Logan Lee, athletic defensive lineman, I feel like he could play across the front got to keep an eye on him versus the run is going to be key um, and him making sure he gets drew Aller on the ground is going to be key because we know Aller can do a good job of getting outside the pocket and throwing on the move he's not dynamic athletically but he's mobile enough to where getting him outside the pocket is also a problem too because he has such a strong arm and on the other side Penn State's tight end Tyler Warren more of a blocker but we're seeing him catch the ball a little bit more so this year already has Two touchdown catches, he had three all of last year. Had 10 receptions all of last year. He has 10 now this season. So he's already being a little bit more of an outlet guy. Sneaky red zone option. So him in the blocking game is key because it helps aid the run that they do so well. But him leaking out on these tight end leaks and having some success in the red zone, something to watch in this ballgame.
0: I think both Penn State's tight ends are pretty darn good. They really are. Theo Theo Johnson and Tyler Warren. I like watching those guys play. Um, I think they're both pros and will be. Who should I be looking at, Emory, and Ole Miss and Alabama? Anybody in particular I know, Alabama, Dallas Turner. Um, they've got some good offensive linemen as well. Although I feel like Alabama – you always said on this show that Alabama's offensive line should win the Heisman every year. I don't know that that's the case this year either. It's not just the quarterback play. Their, their, their O-line shouldn't win the Heisman this year either.
1: And there's some kind of rut, uh, you know shine has rubbed off of the Alabama brand in terms of people not afraid of Alabama anymore. South Florida was down there toe-to-toe with Alabama and probably coached themselves out of a victory with some of those decisions on fourth down. Um, and, and old Miss, Junkins is the guy you want to keep an eye on. The tailback, obviously, um, is, is going to be a, a good one. And can, you know, we see Alabama wobbling right now. Is Lane Kiffin the one that delivered the, the knockout blow? We know we know that it's going to be a track meet, and that's going to be something to watch. Ken Jackson dart rise to the level of the occasion against a stumbling Alabama team?
0: It's going to be interesting. Can't wait to be in that environment. Never been to the University of Alabama or Tuscaloosa. Should be very, very fun. Have a terrific weekend, everybody. The keg is kicked. We are all tapped out.
1: Thanks for tuning in to College Draft. Make sure to also check out the Ross Tucker Football Podcast, Even Money, and Fantasy Feast, all on the DraftKings Network on Samsung TV+, Plus, YouTube, or subscribe to the podcast on your favorite platform.